0: for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Red Men News. It's me, Ben, today taking this one. I'm joined by Jack Gill. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to get through, Jack, so I'm just going to try and whiz through some of this as quick as I can. So we're going to start with the news that's just broken sort of in the last or an hour or so um, from Mr. James Pearce at The Athletic. Um, Chris, Rian Brewster to Crystal Palace. He says it looks like it's gathering pace, gathering some momentum. Palace prepared to pay £25 million, um, for a buy, um, with a buyback option. Um, so, for me, this is interesting because obviously has come in over the weekend, which we're going to get on to, and then you've got obviously the idea of Brewster or Origi going or both, and, you know potentially looking at both going. Where do you stand on this? So, f- for me, it's like, I like Ryan Brewster. I, th- I think he's quite good, but I know obviously you've probably seen a lot more mm. of Ryan Brewster than I have. Um, first of all, where do you stand on the move in general? Second of all, where do you stand on the idea of a buyback option? Like, will it be used?
1: It's, it's interesting because. Brewster's part of that golden generation, isn't he? Uh, and everyone thought you know, that that he was going to be one of the stars of this generation. We're seeing coming through with like Foden, Greenwood, players like this who, who are getting regular game time in the Premier League now and looking good. Um, we saw him on loan at Swansea last year and he, he did what Brewster does. He, he scores goals. He gets in the right positions. He's a natural goal scorer. Mm. I think the issue is he doesn't really fit our system. If we're going to play a 4 one and put him up front in the middle, that's perfect. Otherwise... He's, he's, he's best in a Salah sort of role on, on, on the wing.
0: So do you think then that maybe that's the, the sign that Klopp's never going to evolve to that potentially?
1: <laughs> I I think so. Um, And I I think that's the thing we've seen so many times, Bruce to be tried in like a 4-9 position. That's not his game. He he gets in attacking positions, he scores goals. Um, There's the whole idea of him going out on loan to Sheffield United to learn that defensive side of of being a striker in in a complex system. Um, But, you know, I think this this Palace one, it it gives us money. Um, We've got a buyback clause in there, though I, I do think it's a bit ridiculous paying more than than we've sold him for in in a few years, but I think the buyback clause is there. thirty seven million. if he goes and really, really impresses at Palace and evolves and becomes the player that he really can be then we'll snap that their hands off yeah. with that buyback
0: I think what this provides that buyback clause is just a bit of insurance yeah. for us you know what I mean like you know if he if as you say he does go and he does impress at least we've got first dibs on him the last thing you want is a Jaden Sancho situation where he goes away and suddenly you know he's maybe moving to another top team and at least we will have first dibs on him and at the time if it's relevant we'll know whether or not we want to invest on him and as I say we'll have the first one but we'll move on quickly because as I said we've got a lot we've got a lot to get through so moving on to incomings, we've got obviously Diogo Jota signing on Saturday. Um, all happened very quickly. I mean, I was barely over the Thiago news, and then suddenly it was like, oh, right, okay, there's another one coming in. And uh, these are my t- favourite types of transfers where obviously the Di- the Thiago thing just rolled on and rolled on, and eventually we got there. But in terms of not knowing any links basically the day before, and suddenly you know, we've agreed personal terms, we've agreed a fee, he's in a Liverpool shirt, all within the space of like 36 hours, they're, they're fucking boss them ones. Yeah. Aren't.
1: Absolutely, and you know, I think it's a top, top class sign. We've just done a video, actually, I think it's going to be on the YouTube in a bit on, on Diego Jota. Um, there's one on Thiago as well, so if if you haven't looked at that, check them out. But I think they are they're, they're both fantastic signings, both completely different, but very good signings. You know, Jota is versatile. He's 23. He can play any he can play anywhere across the front line. He's Premier League proven, and he goes he goes underrated in that Wolf side. Not many people notice him. He doesn't stand out. But you only have to look at his stats and compare them to Sadio's at mm. Southampton and see how good this man is. And I think Klopp can turn him into a real real player.
0: Well, it was Nuno spoke very high everyone did mm. he? he was basically saying look I think clock can get the best out of him and it's fair obviously the the fee is around 40 million pounds or euros everything's in euros these days for some reason but I think that's it that's obviously a bit of a premier league premium when you think about how much we pay for tiago and you think you know you would be paid double that for, mm. for, for for jota that's
1: the thing it looks steep now yeah, um, but, but I think but in a few years it it won't. yeah absolutely yeah, exactly
0: yeah. yeah so so as jack alluded to there we've got two specials coming out is it is it 2 or 1 Two, I think. Two. two. So we've got two separate specials coming out, one on Tiago, one on Jota. Um and they're gonna be out on YouTube over the next few days, just keep an eye out for them because they are they are really good. Like so moving on again, obviously the other way, Ganna Hoover moving to Wolves. Um, he's I think this makes sense for him. I think he had itchy feet for a little while. Um, obviously he's 18 years old he wants to play and he wants to play right back which he's probably never going to do at Liverpool I don't think he's going to be an established centre-back so we've sent him the other way for is it 11 million or a little bit less maybe I think it was eight with add-ons and I think that was all probably part of the Yota deal wasn't it you know okay well you give us what we want and we'll obviously probably they probably helped with that that's probably helped with making the Jota sale as easy as possible for us.
1: Absolutely. He's another one we spoke about on that that Jota video, but he's one of them where I think, like Brewster in any other window, it doesn't happen, but we're in a situation where we wanted to sort of sell to buy, and and as you say, he's sort of our third choice. Um, Right back under Nico and Trent, and in terms of centre-back, as much as I think that's his best position, he's not He's not built himself up physically enough to, to play that. I, I think at Wolves, he could either play right back, but we're seeing them get, get Nelson Samedo. I think his best position for the Wolves would be right of the three, personally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how he does there, though, and I think in terms of the money involved, though I'm gutted we've lost what I think is is an absolute star boy. I think um, it, it's a decent uh, sale for, and, and signing for both players. I parties. mean, look,
0: at the end of the day, he's not played very much Premier League football if any at all and we've got £8 million for him You know, it's, it's, it's not a bad deal at all moving on again um, just a little bit of Thiago stuff because we, we know how much you love Thiago we <laughs> love Thiago as much as you do and we're going to give you as much Thiago content as we can possibly manage Jurgen Klopp I'm so happy to sign wonderful Thiago Alcantara it was very funny Jack on Friday or yeah it was Thiago Friday wasn't it <laughs> how Klopp did that interview with Sky and it was so obvious that it was already done and also the press conference but he still couldn't say anything, he was like, it's looking <laughs> promising, I, I guess, I guess I can say that, and obviously he's got the big smile that infectious smile that we know from Klopp, but just to read you a few of the quotes here um, he says, um, he's asked about, you know, tells, tells your immediate reaction how happy you are that it's done, great, absolutely great, I'm really happy that it finally worked out and we could just do it, um, it's very exceptional because in our situation, a lot of people around us constantly like, what are you doing? Bam bam bam, then preparing something like this working on all different things, you work on a transfer like this, um, and it's a it, goes on to you know basically wax lyrical about Tiago for a bit, which I think is fair enough given the um given given his performance on Sunday as well. We've just recorded the final word for the Chelsea game. We did a long segment on Tiago, so head over to the website for that. Um also just adding on to that the Tactical Times put out a nice little graphic about his I, I don't know if you saw this about his performance at Chelsea. Um seventy-five out of eighty-three um are ten out of twelve accurate long passes um, and he played forty final third passes which is ridiculous. Now I talked on the final word about basically him being the potential to be our David Silva for the next few years I absolutely think that that's where it's heading um, Let's move on Jack to Joel, Go- Joel Matip, Joel Gomez <laughs> Joel Matip and Joe Gomez um, both injured um, injury update for them um, basically we've got here that Matip's going to be out for about a month which is a bit of a blow for us, I think. And what I want to ask you is, again, on the final word this morning, we had the conversation about Fabinho at centre-back and bringing in a centre-back replacement. Do you think this changes potentially either not bringing in a centre-back or do you reckon they stick with the plan?
1: No, I reckon we stick with the plan. I, I don't think we'll bring in a centre-back. I think James Pierce tweeted an article on it this morning saying that we we, we categorically won't. I know Pierce has been wrong in the past, mm. but I personally don't think he'd do that unless it was concrete. And, and you know, I think... Um, we've got enough options. I think Fabinho, is a fourth choice centre back, showed yesterday. Timo Werner is expected to be one of the best finishers in, in the league. Mm. He, yes, he's adapting, but Fabinho had him. I think he still has him in his pocket. I don't yeah. know if he's taken him out yet. Um, we also saw him against Bayern in the Champions League with Lewandowski dealt with him no problem. So you know, I think he'll do well. I'm, I'm a big fan of Cumetio. I think he might not be quite ready yet, but he's learning from the best centre-back in the world in Virgil van Dijk every day in training. And with how he's built and and how he is as a player, Cumetio, he will learn so fast and so quickly that I think his progression will be rapid uh, at this football club. The,
0: The quote by Klopp before the game yesterday was quite interesting. I don't know whether you picked up on this. So he said, so Joe is not a real concern. It's probably only today. Same with Billy. As if... He's putting Billy Cometio in the same bracket as the other two, which I think is quite. Because you wouldn't. Obviously, he's not mentioned the fitness of Seth Van Den Berg there, but he's mentioned Cometio. So that's a positive sign, probably, isn't it? In terms of how much he values Cometio, in terms of how close he is to get into the squad.
1: Absolutely. Kumetio um, is a fantastic player. I was lucky enough to watch him for the under-18s when Barry Lutz was the manager against City, and mm-hmm. and you see him and you go, wow, he's he's going to be some player. He commands everything. He's excellent in the air. You can just tell he's going to be a very good centre-back, and, and the fact that he skipped the under-23s, gone straight to the first team, and Klopp clearly sees, uh, thinks of him so highly, um, I, th- I think um, he's going to be a real, real serious player in the future, and I'm really excited to see his progression.
0: Well, just on that, the. Athletic and obviously Pierce writing as well. I mean, I'm not logged in on the athletic here, but um, he has published an article today. Um, oh no, it was yesterday, saying obviously. I think just on the back of that, Fabinho performance, saying that Liverpool probably aren't going to sign a centre back and all that. If Matip, for me, I mean, we for me, we're kind of on the edge with Matip now. He's injured too much. He's a great player when he's fit, and obviously you know that back end of eighteen nineteen where he plays in all the games in the lead up to Madrid, and he plays in the you know in the final as well. Um, you know, fantastic performances. But for me, it's broke stays broke. You know what I mean? Like for me, we've got to be looking at other options. Maybe not for right now, but I'd be. I'd be scouting now for January, seeing what he's like in January, and and maybe looking to bring something. I think know.
1: it's also the thing that although we'd obviously worry if this is the case, you know, Genie One can can play centre back as well. If push really comes to shove, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, yeah but it, it's one of them situations. But you know, I, it's a bit iffy. It's a risk uh, mm. going into the, the the full season like this, especially with the amount of games we have got to play. However. Um, I think we'll be okay, and and you know I think yesterday was a big performance for Fabinho, and I think he proved that he's very much capable of, of playing anyway. He's just class, isn't he? So, you know, and obviously bringing in an extra midfielder, we've now got good quality in midfield, so we can afford for Fabinho to drop back into defence. Um, Thiago coming in obviously p- provides that. So
0: cool. So we'll move on to some comments. We've got a couple of minutes to go through. So um, mostly on Brewster and a, and a couple on Thiago. Um, uh, sweet beat jinx, nice. Um, got to do what's best for Brewster. He's no benefit to us if we let him stagnate in our under 23s. Whereas Chris Mangan says, I don't mind loading him out, but I really hope we don't sell him. And this is the thing for me, Jack, and I don't know whether at the moment Brewster's stock is high and therefore we're just looking to cash in. Or for me, I'd be looking at him and going, okay, so Crystal Palace, Sheffield United have been mentioned, I think Brighton have been mentioned as well loan him out to one of them give him a year and see how he gets on and then when he comes back obviously we know them but the problem with that is that if he goes out to Palace for a year on loan and he's absolutely bobbins then suddenly we're going to lose our 25 million so is, that's the debate isn't it I,
1: I think that's what these sort of clubs don't want to risk mm. as well because I think they're you mentioned them three clubs they're clubs that I think will all be in a bit of a relegation battle yeah. and, and you know with how competitive the leagues become the signings that you know the lower end teams of the Premier League are making I I think it's a bit of a risk where they can't afford to get a loan signing in Brewster and then him end up not playing so well, not being the right signing for them. I think for them, it's it's buying him now and hoping to slowly integrate in, him into the team. Maybe it'll take two or three years for them. And as I say, I don't think in any other window we even think about selling him. But I think in this one, cashing in with a buyback clause and a sell-on fee, I think might be worth it.
0: Yeah, um just moving on to Tiago, David Beattie. Um I got so nervy waiting for him to come on, more more excited. Don't think I've ever been as excited about a side ever, and that's a good shout to be honest, because uh, I think obviously this debate's sort of been raging on Twitter over the last few days, hasn't it? You know, is he the most high profile player Liverpool have ever signed? Probably yes. I mean, for me, I mean, there'll be people out there who'll tell me, oh, Ian Rush and Kennedy and all that. Yeah. So I wasn't alive then, so I'm not going to be able to comment on that. However, I do think with the way football is now, this is probably bigger. That, that's, Are... my, that's, my, that's my
1: sort of guess. In, in, in my 21 years of life, you're, you're, you're not much older than me, yeah. but, you know, I don't remember Liverpool signing a world-class player. No. People point to, to Torres. Torres was the closest, but, yeah. or Alisson, to yeah. be fair, but, but even they, they were close. They weren't renowned world-class like Thiago is. Yeah. Yesterday, watching him, I felt like I was watching football for the first time. And I felt like a an excited schoolboy when, he when he hears the dinner bell. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I was absolutely over the moon seeing play football with that Liverpool shirt on. And, and you know, it's going to happen every time we watch him play.
0: Mm, yeah, final comment from Rob Davis. What a performance by Thiago last night, considering he only had one training session? Question mark. Imagine what he can do once he's fully integrated. Wow. And I, yeah, I totally agree. I'm probably going to leave it on that just to let you guys consider, consider the possibilities yeah. there. Um, thanks, thanks, Jack, very much for joining me. Thanks, Tom, for controlling all of that uh, in the gallery there. And uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for watching. We'll be back soon with more Red Men news. See you later. Goodbye.